every business needs capital, which means higher profits and lower expenses. Are you aware of the various opportunities available for your business in securing capital? Welcome to Small Business Capital America with Michael Schumacher. Michael and his guests, which include experts, suppliers, and thought leaders, will be discussing these options and solutions to help raise your bottom line. Now, here's your host, Michael Schumacher. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Small Business Capital America on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Michael Schumacher. On our show, we discuss and we analyze capital issues for the businesses of Main Street, exploring that eternal question, capital, rent it or print it. When I refer to the businesses of Main Street, I'm referring to the small and mid-sized businesses in the United States with revenues from 10000 to $10 million per month. That's our audience for this show, and that's the type of client, the focus of our practice, uh, BizDoc Capital Group. So they really coincide around that as a target customer, someone we want to help because we feel that's the backbone of America and our growth. When I'm referring to rent with regard to capital, I'm talking about borrowing or getting a loan. When I talk about or refer to print with regard to capital, I'm talking about profits. I'm talking about printing money, if you would. That's increasing your sales, reducing your costs, or more than likely a combination thereof. As an entrepreneur, I understand capital issues are dynamic, and the likely solution for most businesses is a blend of rented and printed capital. With that mix of rented and printed capital changing as the business changes, every day we're bombarded by external and internal factors that impact our business. And we continue to operate, change our operations or adapt our operations to meet those challenges. We must also adapt our capital plan to meet the changes of those internal and external factors. When we talk about capital mix, that blend of rented and printed capital, we're really talking about a concept in finance called leverage. Leverage is simply applying rented capital or debt to printed capital or operating profits. So let me give an example so that that is clear. If you were operating your business profitably at a certain level of volume and decided to go out and rent some capital or borrow some money, and your intention is to use that money to either grow revenue or reduce expenses, if you were successful at that, you would take your profits and you would multiply them or leverage them by some factor of the amount of capital or rented capital that you borrowed to bring into your business. That's great. That's positive leverage, and that's the goal of all funding. However, the challenge we face is that if you were to borrow some money and you weren't successful using that money to either increase your sales or reduce your expenses or combining those two, 
then you could be in a negative leverage situation or you could make a bad situation worse. The whole point of this is you need to, as a business owner, really understand the purpose of your borrowing, what you're trying to accomplish with it. Are you going to increase revenue? Are you going to reduce expenses or some combination thereof? And if you understand that going in and you set a financial goal going in, you can measure and you can be relatively assured that if you stick with plan, that that was a good decision. On this week's show, we're going to really focus on asset-based lending and kind of a narrow part of asset-based lending. We've got a couple of guests from a company called Maxim Commercial Capital. And Maxim's a company I've worked with for a number of years in solving customer challenges or client challenges. And they really explore this asset-based world with a unique perspective. As we look at funding, uh, we take this holistic approach, right? We're looking for innovation. Uh, we're looking for blending that right mix of rented and printed capital. We're looking at, within rented capital, finding the right mix of rented capital because there are so many different kinds of rented capital. And we're also looking at helping you find that right mix or that right solution of printed capital. So on the show, we talk about all things rented printed capital. What we don't do is we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about personal finance, other than for most of us, our business is a large part of our personal finance, and we do talk about business. I want to explore the concept today called the toolbox concept of business finance. What that's all about is no matter what we do for a living or how we create value in this world, we work from a toolbox. And it's kind of like the contractor uh, who's going to remodel your home. If he had only one hammer in his toolbox, he probably would not be effective. If he just had a hammer and saw, he would not be very effective. However, if he had a robust toolbox, and I would suggest the more robust his toolbox, the more productive he will likely be and more successful he will likely be remodeling your home. It's the same kind of concept when we come to you as a business finance consultant and say, we want to help you get the right funding for your business. If we enter that relationship with you with just one tool in our toolbox, and that's the only kind of funding that we do, we're either going to not service you or we're going to disservice you because we're not applying the right product or the right funding solution to the right need that you have. And so our approach as a consulting practice, BizDoc Capital Group, is we want to make sure that we're understanding your need and your situation, and we're applying the right tools to solve your problem, not the right tools that work for us or that are easy for us or that are cost-effective for us. No, it's the right tool to fit your situation and solve your need or your problem. When we look at lending, we look at really three types of lending. We look at asset-based lending, so loans against your assets, and then we look at cash flow-based lending solution, which are loans that are really looking at your cash flow 
and making the lending decision and the lending terms and criteria based on your cash flow. And then there is a group of lending solutions called credit-based lending solutions. And really for those, we're simply looking at your credit to make the lending solution, your business credit and or your personal credit. So having said that, the holy grail of finding the right business solution, business financing solution for you is blending together asset-based lending solutions, cash flow-based lending solutions, and credit-based lending solutions to find the right mix for you and for your situation. That is the ideal outcome that we want to do. And we have to do that in a way that the lender basing their decision on assets is not tripping over the lender basing their decision on cash flow and or credit. And we want to do it in a pretty transparent way that we're letting all parties know Here's what we intend to do to provide rented capital for this business need or this business solution. Within asset-based lending, there's a number of different types of solutions. One would be real estate. Uh, so we're using real estate as the asset. And you might have hard money, you might have traditional lending, there's bridge loans, there's all different types of lending within real estate. So you got to kind of slice and dice this to find the right solution. And then we have equipment funding, both loans and leases. So there's you know, a couple of different ways to approach equipment to include sale lease back. If you have existing equipment, you can sell it to a leasing company and lease it back to them for a period of time. That creates working capital. Then we have, I call it exotic assets, everything from precious metals to monetizable intellectual property. So that's something like a patent, and it needs to be monetizable. And when I say that, it needs to be something that you can turn or anyone could turn very quickly into cash should they choose to. Then we have accounts receivable. That's a terrific way to fund your business. Uh, both uh, accounts receivable lines of credit and factoring, although today, uh, as we talked a little bit about last week, those, those two types of funding are sort of merging together and morphing into one funding solution using receivables as the underlying asset. And then finally, have inventory funding, which is a, a way to take your existing inventory or maybe acquire new inventory for your business using your inventory as the asset that, that is lended against. So that's asset-based lending solutions. Then we have the cash flow-based lending solutions. Term loans is probably the traditional one that, uh, that we all know about. That's uh, where you have an APR or annual percentage rate applied to whatever principal balance there is. There's revenue advances, and that's uh, where you pay a fixed cost. Somebody gives you money today, you pay them a fixed cost and a fixed repayment plan. And then we have royalty funding, which is sort of a hybrid uh, you get, fun, you get money today and you pay a percentage of your future revenues uh, with some floor and ceiling on the costing. And finally, we have credit-based lending solutions, which are uh, credit-based lines of credit usually, and these are exclusively based on your credit. So what we want to do is understand your need as an entrepreneur, and we want to take from our toolbox of different types of asset-based lending different types of cash flow-based lending solutions, and finally, different types of credit-based lending solutions. And we want to blend those all together in a transparent way 
that allows you to be successful as an entrepreneur, get the capital you need, and allows your lenders to be successful in lending to you. We'll be back in a few minutes after the break here, and we'll be talking a little bit more about asset-based lending. We've got some guests joining us. Please remember, if you need any capital or capital suggestions, please call us at 844-249-3621. That's BizDoc Capital Group, 844-249-3621. And I'll see you on the other side of break. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know where you bank really matters? Values-based banking is a growing, global, viable alternative to the current banking system. Find out how you can join, share, and participate in a positive money movement that is designed to put the power back in your pockets. Listen for Building Banking on Values with host Linda Ryan. Your money matters. There is a solution, and you can be a part of something greater. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's about a different kind of banking. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our second segment of Small Business Capital America. With us, we've got two guests from Maxim Commercial Capital. Maxim's a company that, as I said, I've been working with for, for several years, and they've got some great solutions in the asset lending world for small and mid-sized businesses. Together, we've got, today we've got joining us May Philpot and Doug Houlihan. So, uh, May, Doug, say Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Mike. 
Uh, you're quite welcome. So uh, maybe, May, you can go first. And just, uh, if you would, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background in the industry. And then, Doug, if you could follow with uh, your background and uh, a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm May Philpott. I am the Business Development Director at Maxim Commercial Capital. I've been with the company for a little over three years now. Um, I've been in the, and actually this particular segment of finance, this um, asset secured or collateral backed uh, finance for 12 years. Um, this this product, uh, I love it. It works because it really does help customers who need help. So um, I've been, like I said, doing this for 12 years before that I had some marketing and PR um, experience. I'm a graduate of Tulane University in New Orleans, and um, earlier this year, I actually earned my certified financing and leasing professional designation. So, wow, that's impressive. I, that's not an easy thing, I know. <laughs> it was tough, but I'm really glad I did it. So. Well, great. Doug, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in the industry. Yeah, uh, again, it's Doug Houlihan. I'm uh, one of the, the founding uh, members of, of Maxim Commercial Capital. Uh, we've been around a little over seven years, and uh, a number of us from, from different financing companies came together really at a unique time in 2009 to, uh, to um, start Maxim, and it's, it's grown beyond, I think, our, uh, our, our dreams. So it, it's, been a, it's been a fun ride for the last seven-plus years. Um, I actually got introduced in the financing um, business while I was earning my MBA at, uh, um, here in San Francisco and working at Wells Fargo. I put in about a whole year at a big bank, and that was more than enough for me. And I met actually a founder of another another uh, equipment finance company, and uh, we hit it off. And um, I'm more of a a small company guy, having gone through multiple smaller companies and, and different business ideas and concepts and things that I'd um, participated in. I I uh, got into the financing world uh, 15 years ago here in June. And absolutely love it. Um, I've I've been on both sides of the the uh, the banker's desk, and um, I, I think that's really helped me give get perspective and understand where a lot of these small business guys are, uh, are coming from, and allow us to create some some really great solutions for them, and uh, and truly empathize with what well, they're doing. We like it when founders are lending to or business owners are lending to business owners. So that's a that's a fantastic story. Can you kind of frame up for us? Uh, the beginnings of Maxim and how you got where you are today, Doug? You know, 2009, for those of, that aren't part of the industry, uh, 2008, 2009 was a very, uh, a, a very trying time in, in our industry. Um, 2006 and seven, as a lot of people remember, money was flowing, you know, the, the ninja loans for real estate. <laughs> uh, businesses were getting money thrown at them, you know, faster than they could spend it. And... Um, a couple years and, and really having to compete, um, you know, and, and give money away without really a risk reward uh, spread, give money away to, to be able to put money out and, and earn a dollar. So uh, 2008, nine, and maybe even to 10 really saw the fallout from that. And a lot of finance companies really struggled. Um, we, uh, me and my partners saw the opportunity to really start at, at that point in time, start over with a clean clean balance sheet, uh, depressed asset values, and, we, and uh, really a lot, of, 
a lot of the, the old finance companies were just gone. So there wasn't a lot of competition to put money out on the street. And that's, uh, that's how we started. We had some, you know, initially some pretty small, um, you know, targets, funding targets that we raced through in the first, first few months and uh, really sort of expanded our offerings as the years went on. We really started out just straight, hey, doing small, really equipment, some real estate-backed transactions for small businesses that had a, had a unique opportunity, uh, a very compelling op- uh, business opportunity, but just couldn't find the traditional financing. Um, and we've, uh, I guess, expanded that product offering both in, in size and in scope as well as adding our, our um, owner-operator financing product back in 2011, where we, we uh, do a real heavy focus on lending to um, primarily subprime owner-operators that are trying to get into their new, you know, a new truck for the first time, mm-hmm. well, a used, typically a used truck for the first time. So that's, that's all, that part of our business has really grown as well. Um, so you really hit at a time of great need um, and, and found a way to balance that need with the market conditions. That's uh, commendable, to say the least. Maybe you guys could frame up for the audience a little bit about your core products and then maybe some nuances of those products so they really understand. And we've talked on the show, just so you know, about asset-based lending, cash flow-based lending, and credit-based lending, those three, and how you might be able to blend them together. And, and the world you guys focus on is really that asset-based lending, but just explore your products for, for the audience, if you would. May I let you go ahead and, and run with that one? Our, our marketing uh, person here can, can <laughs> tell that story. Great. Yeah, so, so Maxim has two products um, that we offer. They're completely separate and unique. We actually have different processors and processing um, departments for those particular products. Um, but I'm going to tell you the things that they have in common or the thing that they have in common, I guess, is we help customers who can't qualify for traditional financing by securing assets or backing their transactions with assets that they already own. Um, sometimes those assets are cash, sometimes it's equipment, sometimes it's real estate, but that's, that's what Maxim's kind of core product is. And then we separate it out to the two main products. One is what we call uh, our owner-operator financing program, which is a very small ticket program geared towards um, customers who want to own and operate their own uh, Class 8 over-the-road trucks. And that program, like I said, it's small ticket. We, the maximum we fund in that program is only 40000 And the, again, the main, the main feature of that program is not the customer's credit, not their driving history, although those things certainly weigh in. It's really what asset are we funding? Are they picking a vehicle that is a good quality vehicle that's going to work for them um, for years to come and really help them make money and grow business? And then on the other side, uh, we have what we call our business financing program, which is a much larger, much broader, and in my opinion, much more exciting program. That's really um, our program for tailoring solutions to customers who are in all kinds of industries that are looking for either capital or equipment acquisitions or combination in order to grow their businesses. And those transactions range anywhere from 20000 up to $2.5 million. And again, they're asset-backed, so uh, it's not necessarily the assets that we're funding. You know, we've done things for, like, restaurants or hairdressers, um, 
customers where the assets that they need aren't really assets that we would ever um, give a lot of value to on a collateral picture just because they don't, they don't, you know, on the exit strategy side, they don't recover real well. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't go in and, you know, get a blow dryer and then take it to auction and resell it. Sure. Um, but we, what we do secure are we, we put liens on hard assets, heavy equipment, a lot of construction. Um, we do manufacturing lines. We're, we're happy to put asset, liens on assets that we can resell. And, of course, real estate. We do a, a tremendous amount of real estate uh, transactions with real estate as additional collateral. Um, and it's a simple lien. It looks like a mortgage. And um, we're able to and we're able to do those transactions with um, again leaning assets and again up to two and a half million. So in that product, like I mentioned, we serve customers in any industry facing challenges that are going to be you know they range from current bankruptcy, recent bankruptcy, tax liens, um, but we're helping them break through by understanding who they are and what assets they have to make their transaction work. So. Good. Thank you. Um, a couple of thoughts came to mind as you were doing that explanation, and I you know, kind of think I know your program well, and I was getting a little nuance to it. You'll, uh, you'll do both first and second position in certain cases. Is that correct or not correct? We, we we do a lot of junior liens, and, and honestly, okay. um, it's a majority of what we do. We've actually gone as, um, we, do, we do a number of thirds, and we've gone as, uh, I think, fourth, maybe a fifth lien. If, as long as there's sufficient equity, and we believe the, um, you know, the asset, uh, we, we understand how we would, we would unwind that asset if we needed to, we, we can definitely go in junior position. Okay. Well, good. I think uh, people, that's refreshing for everyone to hear because so many times we hear no on first position or I'm not interested. As somebody who works with clients every day, one of the things that I I always find unique about uh, Maxim and I think a positive and I'd like you to speak to a little bit is we hear so much about uh, algorithms and quantifying uh, loan structures, and it's all about quantitative data and fast measurement. And one of my takeaways from Maxim, and, and just reassure me that this is correct or tell me I'm wrong, is that you do have your quantitative piece, and you're very good at it. You get that piece. But you also tie that or merge that with the story within the deal to, to make sure that you're, you're understanding the need and you're comfortable with the story as much as you are the quants. Is that correct or incorrect? I, I think that's probably what makes Maxim unique. Um, it, so, so yes, you, you're absolutely correct. Um, what, what Maxim doesn't want to do, and um, you know, there's there's certain, you know, there's people in the industry that say, hey, um, I'm not in the position of, you know, um, caring whether or not they can, uh, or you know, I, I don't care whether they can pay back. I'm in the position of not, you know not wanting to know, right? I, I have enough assets, so it doesn't matter to me. Maxim, on the other hand, we, and May knows I quote better than that, May, um, what Maxim does well is we understand the need, uh, the capital need, and really try to come up with a creative solution to help, help the client get there. Um, it's, you know, in situations where deals don't work out, nobody ever wins but our attorneys, and it's, it's a painful process for everyone involved. So what we're really trying to do and may mentioned, is help people get the capital they need, right? Maybe not always what they want, but the capital they need to take advantage of the opportunity uh, that, that they have in front of them, you know, to kind of to break through 
as, uh, as we've coined as our sort of catchphrase, to break through the barriers and, and, and really to be successful. Um, and, and it's actually a surprise to sometimes if, to people when we get on the phone. And one of the first questions I'll ask is, okay, so you're looking for, um, you know, $150,000 you know, or $500,000. What would the right structure look like to you? How, how would you like to see the payments done? What type of term, you know, terms can you handle? Talk to me about the, you know, the, the cash flow in your business so we can really create a, uh, a solution that works well for them. And, and that, oh, that, is, that is unique, I'll, I'll tell you. But hold that thought there, Doug. We're going to jump to a quick break, but I want to continue along that line because I think that is a unique differentiating factor that's important for the clients out there. We'll be back after our break here in two minutes, and see you soon on the other side. Thank you. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky, where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our next segment of Small Business Capital America. Please reach out to us at 844-249-3621 if we can ever answer any capital questions you might have or perhaps give you some ideas around your own business's capitalization. 
we understand that everybody's different, so we want to give you some ideas specific to your business. With that, we're going to jump back in with uh, Doug and May and continue our conversation about Maxim Commercial Capital and some of their solutions. One of the things that occurred to me before the break was, um, I don't remember how Doug put it, but it was very poignant, so many lenders in the asset-based space take a loan-to-own approach. In other words, they loan money against assets, and they're not really worried about if they're going to get paid back. They're just worried about they're going to own the asset someday and then sell it and get their money that way. And that's not the approach that Maxim takes. And maybe, May, Doug, you guys can expand on how you want to find a solution that fits the client and not put them in a worse position. Um, I, I definitely want to expand on that just a little bit because uh, a lot of times people are concerned that when we have an asset-backed product, we are loan-to-own. And one of the things that being an asset-backed funder does is it, it instead of extending credit based on a customer's past performance, as in their good credit or their receivables or um, you know their cash flow, we're extending credit in order to prepare them for the future based on what they have now. And so we aren't creating a situation where they can get into a deeper hole because we are extending credit on what we genuinely believe they can pay and, and that they have the assets to cover. Uh, we try and set up payment plans that make sense for them. If we know there's a liquidity event in the future, we can create a bridge structure if we um, understand that a customer is going to have some seasonal fluctuations, we can adjust payments accordingly. Um, again, as Doug mentioned, we really try and customize a solution that fits the customer. So, yeah. Great, great. Maybe you could uh, address for us a little bit, because I know some, some listeners are getting excited about your product, products and uh, perhaps want to know a little bit more, like, uh, would I qualify or how would I qualify? Maybe you can just speak to some of the general criteria. I know every deal is different, but speak a little to the general criteria that are necessary to participate in asset-based lending. But, you know, I think the first thing that, that we ask in, in this, like I said, maybe a little bit um, non-traditional is, what do you need the money for, right? And you know, because um, all asset-based lenders, you know, it's not, it's not the cheapest capital, you know, like a bank. So you have to have a very, um, you have to have a strong, what we call economic justification. Say, I need, I need to have, you know, this, this um, uh, let's, let's use an example. Uh, we just, we literally just financed a, a $2.3 million uh, transaction on the East Coast. Um, a gentleman actually was in bankruptcy. They, uh, the, the, uh, patriarch to the family had passed away. The business had suffered, and um, they had been in bankruptcy for a while. Um, they, the bank, just wanted out. They owed about four point two or four point five million dollars, and uh, the bank was willing to take two point five to get out of the way. Uh, they didn't want to go through the long, drawn-out bankruptcy process. They wanted to take their money and go. So this this client was able to save two million dollars of debt, if and get out of bankruptcy. If, if we would finance their, their property for them and their businesses. So that, that right there is a very compelling, compare, compelling economic justification. I can shed $2 million of debt by, by taking advantage of this unique opportunity. Um, you know, that one's, that one's a little extreme. Uh, another one might be I've been renting my equipment for six months, paying, um, you know, paying you know, five or $10,000 a month, and if I can't buy this, 
I'm going to lose my thirty or $40,000 on this $100,000 piece. Right? So there's another, mm-hmm. another spectrum you might see. Those are very compelling. And, um, you know, and so we have a, a strong need um, that, that makes sense. They've shown, for example, on this one, they're buying the equipment. They've shown the ability to service the debt as they've been making high, rental, high monthly rental payments. Um, and then you know, what we're looking at is, hey, there's, there's obviously an asset. Um, there, there's, there's good equity in the asset that they've been renting. And let's, you know, for the sake of this argument, say there's some additional, some additional equipment they can pledge or maybe a little, a little larger down payment uh, to go along with their rental credits. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, we want to make sure the deal makes sense. We'll look at that justification. But really, we're looking at, we're looking at the, the assets and how well we're secured, how much, how much equipment do they have or how much equity is there in, in, in real estate and property. Those are really the two two strongest factors. And then having a, a good a good conversation and, and understanding of their business and both, you know, the the opportunities they have and, and the the risks that they face in their business that could could derail derail their ability to pay us back. Nice. I'm sure there's not an ideal client or there's certainly probably not an ideal industry for you that you're looking at. But maybe you can describe some of the characteristics that would make a client a potential fit for a funding with that maximum. Uh, we we kind of you know you, you said or if you looked you know we're we're in many in industries many clients many asset types, but I think really the niche we're looking for is we're looking for um, someone who's had success in the past, right? There's been something that's gone on, whether it was, you know, uh, a mistake they made by expanding too quickly or, um, you know, maybe they had a, a customer go bankrupt. They're a big contractor and, and one of their clients went bankrupt and didn't pay them. So something happened that put a financial shock into their business. But we can tell from the assets that they own, whether it's, you know, uh, investment real estate, the building that they operate out of or other equipment, you know, you can see if they've got serious equity built up in, in those assets or, um, you know, equipment, real estate, they've had some levels of success and they've shown they can operate a business. And we're at a point where they have, they have a good story going forward. I need this money for a, a very good reason. That's really the type of client for us. Somebody that's saying, hey, I can't make payroll. I'm drowning here, you know, and, and you know, we're throwing good money after bad. That's not what we're looking to do. That's, that's truly the loan to own scenario. That's not an ideal client for Maxim. That's, that's great. I mean, a, a lot of times we look, when we talk to clients, I know from our experience, that, you know, we're really talking about adding leverage whenever you're bringing in rented capital to a business. And if you apply leverage and you don't do one of two things or a combination of these two things, you're really in trouble. So when you apply that leverage, you've got to use that leverage to either increase your revenue or reduce your expenses. Some combination of those two. Otherwise, you're right. You just put yourself in a worse position than you were before. So it's just so important that I think clients and borrowers understand going in that the first step in this entire process is understanding if you do borrow money, what are you going to do with it and what is that going to do for your business from an economic justification standpoint, as you put it earlier, Doug. So, well, okay, I, great. can I jump in on that? Yeah, please. Oh, I was, I was going to say sometimes the um, what you had mentioned, you know, it's using your leverage to increase revenue or essentially, um, you know, increase cash flow. We've had customers that 
had a number of, of loans out, and when they came to us, they were looking for more loans. And that's one of the things about our process is that we definitely do an interview with the customer early on, as Doug mentioned, a good conversation with them. But we had a customer who came in with a $70,000 loan request, and once we were able to see the full financial, this guy had just been taking loans on loans on loans, and we ended up refinancing all his debt for over uh, or right around a million dollars, and the customer was immediately, after our refinancing of a million dollars of loans, he was immediately saving or essentially his cash, he was cash flowing an additional $5,000 a month that had been going out. So sometimes it's uh, a restructure uh, or or it's some a way of looking at it that maybe the customer who was an expert in his field but not necessarily an expert in finance didn't understand that he could essentially be printing, as you call, printing more capital by renting the capital in a different way. Um, and that's, you know, our idea, our goal is to definitely find the solution by looking at, like Doug said, the compelling economic justification along with the asset picture. So. Good, good. I know that one of the challenges uh, we face when we facilitate transactions with clients is the, I'll call it preparedness of the client, perhaps uh, that's not the right word, but it's how ready they are for a conversation and a presentation of information to the lender. So maybe you could speak just a little bit to how a client can prepare for a conversation with you. What kind of information would you want them to have put together, uh, both from a quantifiable standpoint of the financial statements and all that kind of good stuff, but also... Um, from a anecdotal or from a qualitative standpoint, what kind of information do you need to have prepared in order to make their experience as good as possible? Job, obviously, having having realist, you know, having some representative financial statements that um, you know <laughs> that make that makes some sense. We understand there's a mm-hmm. lot of small business owners that. Um, you know that don't have a real strong background, but but being able to at least walk through and explain, you know, the the method to the numbers and understanding to be able to paint a a realistic financial picture um, that matches the statements and the balance sheet. You know, having a you know balance sheet with no debt and you know UCC filings, which of course are recording debt. You know, and, and you can tell there's lots of lots of that expense is is not a, a good sign. Um, but but going through, I would start at back to the economic justification is saying um, what being able, being able to very, you know, well defined what happens if you don't get the money, right? That's, that's, that's the crucial one. Cause if you've really thought about the process, right? Understand what, what the um, fallout is for not being able to attract the right type of capital, whether it's, you know, the purchase of new equipment, get some working capital to, to start the new project, or, um, you know, or, or, you know, refi that debt and, and lose another asset. If you haven't spent the time really understanding the fallout, it's really hard to have that conversation and to, um, um, you know, be able to paint, paint the right kind of picture. The, the other thing is, um, you know, having, <laughs> understanding that if, if you're, you know, really, what are you going to do if, if this doesn't work out? Having, having that conversation, it's surprising. Lots of people, you know, they're, they're so desperate to, to get money. And you say, hey, you know, what if, what if this project doesn't turn out as planned? What if, you know, it, uh, the guy goes sideways or, you know, your, your marketing efforts that you're throwing in to, to grow the business don't, 
don't plan, you know, work out as you had planned. A lot of people haven't had that, that unwinding conversation with themselves. And I think it's very important to do that to really be prepared. And if, if you know the pain of, of not getting the money and the pain of not having your opportunity to work out, I think that really forces you to ask yourself a lot of important questions and uh, really understand your numbers and, and you know, forces you to, to really make a good, a good decision about um, attracting capital and, and selling your idea and your process if you need it. So that's, that's a lot is really making sure people understand and believe what they're doing and uh, have a good grasp on the ability to succeed. Important information. We're pressed up against a break here. Can I ask a favor and get the two of you to stay on to the next segment for a few more questions? Absolutely. Great. Well, we're going to go to break right now. We'll be back on the other side. Thank you. And I'll see you on that other side. You'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. BizDoc Capital Group was founded in 2007 and is committed to the success of small and mid-cap enterprises. BizDoc provides innovative, fast, affordable business financing solutions and saving solutions to small and mid-cap businesses. We tailor solutions to meet your business needs. Our solutions include term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, commercial real estate financing, tax savings programs, and business expense savings programs. For more information, visit bizdoccapital.com. Again, bizdoccapital.com. Do you feel it when you work with marketing or PR firms? They're moving in slow motion. Or they just don't know what they're talking about. You won't get that on Marketing at Lightspeed. Host Ethan Raziel and his guest experts will deliver tips and tricks that work at Lightspeed. If you want to accelerate your company's marketing, listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to mschumacher at biz.capital.com. That's mschumacher at bizdoccapital.com. Now, back to Small Business Capital America. Welcome back to our final segment of this week's show. I just want to remind you, if you want a personalized conversation around your particular capital needs or just have some capital questions you'd like answered offline, please call us toll-free at 844-249-3621. 
With that, May and Doug have graciously agreed to stay on for the final segment here and help us with uh, get through a few more questions because I think this is very, very important. Before we do that, I just want to touch on uh, we have a four-step process for the business loan process, and that is very simply the first step, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I just want to reinforce it, is you've got to, in step one, identify when you're trying to decide borrow or not to borrow, you've got to identify what is the financial benefit you hope to get or receive when you get those loan proceeds. So are you going to increase your revenue? Are you going to reduce your expenses or a combination thereof? And what is the financial impact of that on your business? So you're going to borrow X number of dollars and you expect a monthly financial benefit of Y. You need to have that decision in your mind right up front. You need to identify that and you need to prepare. The second thing you need to do in a four-step process is you need to prepare documentation and begin for the underwriting dialogue. And we'll talk a little bit about that information that you'll need here in a few minutes. The third step is you need to take a look and talk to people like ourselves who understand the business and the industry and can help you figure out the right tool to use out of that toolbox. Remember, there's hundreds of different lending solutions. And like a puzzle, you've got to put them together to fit for your business. So you want to work with somebody who's got a lot of tools in their toolbox and can help coordinate that for you. And remember, many, many times, 95% of the time, we get paid by the lender. So it's not like we're adding on any additional fees. The final step in our four-step process, so you've identified the benefit, you're getting your documentation underwriting ready, you're working with the right people with the right tools in their toolbox, and the fourth thing is when you finally get an offer, you've got to be able to make that decision. And to me, it's real simple. You identify the benefit, your offer tells you the cost. If the benefit outweighs the cost and you've looked for the best solution, the right tool for your situation, then the decision's easy. It's time to move forward with your funding. If you can't meet that criteria in the four steps, then you shouldn't move forward with your funding. Having said that, maybe you can touch on what your checklist looks like in the underwriting and documentation process and a little bit about preparing for funding from your perspective. Okay, definitely. Well, uh, I think we've talked a lot about step one in your process, which is identify the benefit, the economic justification. Um, preparing documentation, Maxim actually asks for basic information like a credit application, three-month bank statements, um, we obviously, if you're acquiring assets, we want uh, invoices and, and specs on the assets. We want to know what you're getting. Um, and then we ask for a personal financial statement or a facilities list or a real estate worksheet, which is a way for you to you know, tell us about what real estate you own, um, tax returns, financial statements. We are looking for what assets we can use for structure. Um, so, you know, like I said, for Maxim, it's pretty basic. Who, are, who is the customer? We want to know who are you, um, you know, what, what are you trying to do, what's your use of funds or your economic justification, um, or what equipment are you trying to acquire, and what do you have in order for us to structure this around. And that is my segue. Definitely, I'm, I'm going to keep going for a minute. And please go back to your steps, which were step three was, of course, talk to uh, a good uh, financing consultant 
and I have to give a shout out to BizDoc. Y'all are more than just good tools in your in your toolbox here. You have, uh, and this is what any customer should be looking for in a good financial consultant. You have a great reputation in the industry. You have a tremendous amount of knowledge beyond different banks that you can offer, different financing programs. You understand um, that there is a, a world of ways to combine those. Um, and also, y'all have the ability to uh, leverage your great relationships. You, you don't just know the banks. You know the people in the banks. Like, Mike, we've worked together for a while now. Um, and really get the best by working with a consultant who's going to get you the best solution um, in, in using, you know, being able to pull out all the stops that way. Um, and then, of course, I, I want to make sure that any small business customer knows uh, please don't be afraid to disclose information. It, that is, the more you let us look at the first time around without having to go back and forth with you and, hey, can we look at this? Can we look at this? The more we can see, the better we're able to structure an offer that fits. So a lot of, a lot of customers come in, like I mentioned that story about the 70,000 guy came in, came in and left with a million dollars. People come in and they're asking for what they think they can get. Um, and, and I don't pretend, I'm not a chef, I wouldn't pretend to know how to run a restaurant, um, and, you know, I wouldn't expect a restaurateur to understand finance at the level that we do, uh, or in the detail that we do, and, and not without the years of experience behind them. And so, you know, asking for what you think you can get versus what you actually need, um, if you come in with a, with a finance consultant and you tell them what you need, what the end goal is, and that starts out with that number one you know, question one, number one step, which is identifying what the benefit is and what you really hope to re- do with this money, you're able to get a much better offer from every bank, um, particularly Maxim, though, because once we see what you need, we're going to try and structure something that fits so that everybody wins. And then, of course, disclose the information because when you disclose it, we don't have to go back and forth. But on top of that, uh, as as we say over here, a good underwriter will find out the information anyway. Um, but the sooner you tell us what's going on, the sooner we are able to come up with the right fit for you. Um, and that's key. And then, In today's course, information age, you do find out everything, don't you? And we, you too. And I mean, and everyone should know, we obviously, we pull credit and a lot of your past financial transactions are on there and it's okay. We are in a, we are not a traditional bank. Our whole product is to offer customers something that they can't get from a traditional bank. We're not afraid to see that you have a tax lien or to see that you have, a, have been in bankruptcy or to see that your house was foreclosed on. Those aren't things that mean, those aren't things that are going to help you know that we're going to turn you down for there are things that we're going to work around there are things that we're going to try and figure out how to create a structure that's going to help your business grow and then you can while you're growing your business and making money and doing the things that you need to do you know leverage the time over that contract to pay back debt and to really get your credit in order i mean we're here as a stepping stone our goal is to help you take that next step break through the initial barrier to finance take that next step, and some customers are repeat maxim customers, and some customers end up down the line being able to qualify for financing from traditional banks, and that's great, too. We want, we want everybody to win, though, and, and the only way we can do that is when customers disclose to their finance consultants that this is, this is what they need, this is who they are, this is, this is their point A, this is their point B, and, and maxim is going to help them get from A to B. 
And so, yeah, well, there's my two thank cents Thank you on that. so much. I hate to say it, but we just ran out of time, and I'm getting flashes all over the place. That uh, Our time is up today. Doug, May, thank you so much. I would like to have you back sometime because I think this is great information. And with that, I look forward to seeing all of our listeners or visiting with all of our listeners next week. Talk to you very soon. Best wishes. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune into Small Business Capital America with host Michael Schumacher every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Best wishes, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.